when you when you love somebody sometimes you're willing to uh to move your boundaries because you think that this is this is going to be necessary this is me doing my part to uh encourage change in this person or to prove to this person that i'm willing to be patient with this person and um no (laughs) i'm just saying no uh (laughs) stick to those boundaries like you know in in those moments you know you, you gotta stick to your boundaries um and that's hard to do at first like in yeah in your first adult relationship and you're trying to figure out what works that feels natural to do to move your boundaries for someone else to make sacrifices that people say are necessary in relationships uh-huh. to do that feels like i should be doing it. we might be I wrong this person Yeah, oh yeah. yeah we're good we're wonderful yeah oh. golden golden like but guava like, juice so, yeah exactly <laughs> loving it exactly if Man. only you guys could be here Man. to hear the things we talk about before we actually hit record man the warm-up is a it's amazing it's a beast yeah it's it's fantastic <laughs> like thank the warm-ups for the episodes that we're able to give you guys every week word this went on yeah. almost two hours yeah. Oh, you're right. It's been an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Word. <laughs> wow. But well, we thank ready. you for being here again with me. Yeah. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, man. this week, we've got an email question. Mm. And we both agreed that it was <clears throat> good enough of a question to make an entire episode out of. Very thoughtful. So, thank you, uh, Chantel Walker, for sending this in. Boom. All right. I'll read it. All right. Yes. She says, hey, y'all. So, I'm in my first official adult relationship. Well, first, congratulations to that before I move on. That's yes. like That's a big thing. Like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. For like, real. Really, sincerely. Way to uh, go. My experience includes a lot of situationships. I saw a post on Instagram about energy transfer, and I'm curious to know how that translates in romantic relationships. Oh, wow. Do you have any tips on maintaining your own peace when your partner isn't at peace? That's the first part of that. She also says... Yeah. Also, any advice on friendships that may be codependent in nature and setting boundaries in it? I have a friend I have parted ways with because her back-and-forth relationship was spilling over into our friendship. Mm. She's back now, and I value friendship with her and love her dearly, but I don't want a repeat of her over-utilizing me in hopes to get out of her unhealthy relationship. Mm. Help? (laughs) I like that at the end. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Uh, can you do it? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I believe we can. Um, yeah. How do you how do you want to tackle this first? It's a lot of stuff in here, a lot of really good stuff in here. Oh yeah. And I want to touch on all of it. Um, where do you want to start? Man, let's start at the top. I mean, you know, she's in her first adult relationship. First one, um, adult. Something about that word. And uh, <laughs> experiences include a lot of situationships. Okay, so. The first thing, uh, she saw a post on IG about energy transfer. She was curious how that translates in romantic relationships. And um I'd I'd probably ask um I'd probably ask a question. Uh romantic relationship, uh does it mean uh it, that it's sexual in nature? Because we're talking about a whole other level of uh energy 
you know, energy transfer. Um, and, and tips on maintaining your own peace when your partner isn't at peace. So, you know, with that, that that's, we're talking about potentially dangerous uh, territory. You know, I mean, still congratulations on the relationship, but um, a partner who isn't at peace, and we're talking about romantic relationships as it regards energy transfer, we could start right there. Let's just talk a, a, for a brief moment about, like, what we mean by energy. Like, what's that? Mm. Like, when people say, like, the energy was off or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that other people's energy affect us. Like, what, what are they talking about there? Right. Like um, what energy is. Man. Um, yeah, because it's kind of a loosely uh, used term. We kind of throw it around. Um, it is. But, you know, we, we could, you know, because some people just refer to attitudes. Other people, you know, refer to, um, you know, spirituality. You know, some people yeah. just mean mentally, you know, so it's levels to that, too. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it's stacked. Yeah, stacked pretty high. Yeah, yeah, but the emotions, too. Um, you know, some people consider themselves like true empaths and yeah. they're easily affected by other people's energy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's, you know, emotions. I like to think of it as energy and motion, emotion. Let's do it. I um, like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that I, I, you know, I think that's what she's talking about. Of course, let us know, Chantel, <laughs> after you've done, you're done listening. If we, uh, we tackled this in a way that you meant yeah, for us, us to get it. Let us um, know. But yeah, so being in a in a relationship with someone and trying to protect your own energy or save your own energy from theirs, when I'm assuming it's you know a negative energy or a not good feeling place. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I would say first, uh, you know, not even just in romantic relationships, in any relationship with another person, but I would say that first it's super important that you know your own sensitivity levels. Like Mm -hmm. know knowing yourself, knowing what kind of things trigger you to feel certain ways, um, and knowing how sensitive you you are to certain people in certain situations. So, like, I know if I go and deal with this person that they tend to make me feel this way. Or, like, this person has more power to make me feel a way I, you know, to to feel anyway um, than other people do. And so I think it's important that you do that first, that you, like, really learn your own triggers, your own sensitivity level, um, so that you can prepare yourself for situations in the future. And so that you're more aware when certain things are happening or when you find yourself in an environment that may... Um, that may affect you more than you'd like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Know how, um, I like that knowing yourself. This is, this is kind of a, kind of a off, uh, an offshot of that too. Like if, if, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sticking with the romantic relationship. Um, mm-hmm. you know, do you know, you know, how you need to be treated, you know, to enjoy a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like some people, you know, um, some some people like to be pursued, you know, particularly women, you know, like to be pursued, you know, to you feel cherished, you know. Um, do you require that? You know, is that something you need? Um, or or, you know, not even do you require it, but is it is it something because a lot of times we don't make our needs a requirement, you know, which is uh you know, we and we do that I think for the sake of 
trying to uh, not be burdensome or expect too much from somebody else. So, uh, you know, we, we deny ourselves for, for other people's sake. But I think you got to be in touch with what you need uh, uh, or, or the way you need to be treated to enjoy a romantic relationship. It's really good. Knowing, knowing how to uh, discover what those needs are. You know, like you might want to date somebody, you know, one person might want to date somebody who, uh, who who can um, financially afford uh, a high end lifestyle, you know, um, but maybe you need to date somebody um, who's financially responsible more than, you know, able to. Um, provide a high-end lifestyle you know because um i want to say this right um sometimes what we want i think get we, we confuse it with what we need you understand what i mean and so yeah um if you have somebody who's emotionally or i'm sorry financially responsible um they might not be able to uh afford those little things or, or or the things you call little things that are like signs of affection or signs of them pursuing you oh he went out and he did this or she went out and she did this for me you know um what are your boundaries you know like do you have a a, a boundary plan you know it, it, it's a lot just on your side you know knowing you you know how do you how do you relax yeah, you know, I got that too. Yeah, you know, just so. What'd you say about about relaxing? Yeah, so before we started recording, I wrote down like a couple of things to make sure I hit everything I wanted to hit. So another one of my tips was to make sure that you're taking time for yourself regularly, like on some kind of consistent basis. That uh-huh. may be once a week, once a month, twice a year, whatever that is uh, for you, like whatever you need. Um, but I put to try to find activities in those moments that are grounding in some way. And yeah. by grounding, I mean like return you to like a, uh, like a setting that's kind of just at peace. That's like just solid and stable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and that's different for different people. Like some people like to go out and be pampered, maybe go out and get your nails done, your hair done, getting a massage. Some people right. like to just lounge around and watch a movie, a movie um, mm-hmm. or taking a nap. Some people like to actually go out and have some kind of social gathering with other people. Like, it really depends on what you know that you need to get yourself into that place where you're stable again. Oh, yeah. To, to restabilize yourself, basically. That may be reading. That may be exercising. Um, whatever it is. But just figure out what those things are or that thing is that grounds you and make time for that regularly. Especially in an adult relationship. Because at this point of our lives... I'm, you know, I've realized over the past couple of years that anything that I do, it's because I've made time for it. I don't just have free time to do things. Uh-huh. So if I'm invited out somewhere, if there's something I need to do, I have to make time for that thing. And so that has to include yourself. So yeah. you have to make sure that you're making time, that you're creating blocks of space on a consistent basis that allow you to be restabilized because you're going to yeah. get, you know, I don't want to use the word attack, but um, affected by other people's energy, you know, in at high intensities, at low intensities, um, it's going to happen. So even if it's not happening as much um, or if it's happening a whole lot, you've got to make sure that you're setting aside time that allows you to get yourself back to a place where you're good again. Right. Yeah. And it's always happening, you know, 
it's right. always happening. You know, you're being impacted by by that that person's energy. I was um, thinking about maintaining your own peace when your partner isn't at peace. I was really thinking about that, like really okay, hard. Ready to move on there? No, I mean it. Really, we we kind of already speaking to it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but when when your partner is at peace or is not at peace, I would. I mean, well, it sounds like like she already knows something, you know, like she knows enough to see some red flags, you know, just the way that this uh, this email is written. It's like, OK, well, I recognize some red flags and uh, don't ignore them. You know, you know that your partner is at peace or is not at peace. And how do you maintain your own when your partner isn't at peace? Um, how how involved are you guys or or? Better question, in my opinion, um, why are you with somebody who isn't at peace? Or that's something you found out about them later? And is um is it it is still worth it at this point? And these this this is not me, you know, judging or anything like that, but these are questions I hope you're asking yourself, you know. Um are are you hoping to change your partner or ex- expecting them to change? Um, you know, are you waiting for them to find their own peace, you know? Um, first adult relationship. So I take it to mean that you're not married to this person. So um, I, I think at this stage in the game, it's cool to ask those questions. Well, why am I with somebody who isn't at peace? Or am I willing to stay with somebody who isn't at peace? And why? You know, Tina Turner said, what's love got to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but. that's I think it's cool though that you you understood it that way because I do think that that situation should be addressed. But when I read the question, I thought of it more of her having an awareness of the uh, just the idea of a relationship mm-hmm. enough to say how can I prepare myself for when these moments come up. I thought okay. of it more of like like they're good. And she's mm-hmm. just aware that there are probably going to be times where my partner is not at peace and okay. I'm going to want to protect myself in those moments. How do I do that? Okay, I see that. Now, I, um, could, I could see that, too. Um, yeah. Well, because, yeah, well, those are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, all have, the time. You're going to have those not so peaceful moments, um, you know, and, and, and you got to do well. Shoot, that sounds like what we were already saying, you know, just knowing how to relax, knowing when you need to take time for yourself. You know, knowing when to, uh, knowing what your boundaries are, how to set them, um, and how mm-hmm. to stick to them. Because, you know, sometimes, boy, uh, unchecked emotion will have you moving your boundaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you move them boundaries, you know, because, um, you know, unchecked emotion. It's like, hey, you know, well, I love this person. And um, I-, I think... Um, when you when you love somebody, sometimes you're willing to uh, to move your boundaries because you think that this is this is going to be necessary. This is me doing my part to uh, encourage change in this person or to prove to this person that I'm willing to be patient with this person. And um, no, <laughs> I'm just saying no. Uh, <laughs> stick to those boundaries, like you know. In, in those moments, you know, you, you got to stick to your boundaries. Um, and that's hard to do at first. Like in, yeah. in your first adult relationship and you're trying to figure out what works, 
that feels natural to do, to move your boundaries for someone else, to make sacrifices that people say are necessary in relationships. Uh To do that feels like I should be doing this. I love this person or I care about this person. Even, you know, you don't feel like you're there yet. Um, But I want to do this because I care about you. Uh, So, you know, that's hard to do. And working on that, trying to do that, you're going to feel some resistance from yourself. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay too. That's natural. Yeah. Um. But I completely agree with you with being stubborn about what those boundaries are. Yeah. Yeah. And not trying to figure out where they are in the moment. Like figure that out first in your own time. Make time to do that. And so then when those kind of things come up, you know, here, here are my lines. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't be crossed. Definitely. Know what, um, yeah, know know what it is that that you want. If you don't know, ask yourself, well, why? You know, um, if if you are somebody that struggles with maintaining their their boundaries, I mean, we're talking to everybody right now. I mean, I know, I know this is her question, but right. I I know she's not the only person with this on the mind. Like, I'm if, sure. if if you find yourself moving your boundaries, ask yourself why. You know, why am I willing to do that? Because you're going to move your boundaries, and at some point, you're going to be mad with that person. Building resentment. You're going to resent them and you move those boundaries, you know, and, and you can't blame that other person for that, you know, and and you're going to want to be appreciated for the fact that you did move your boundaries for the, you know, for, you know, just for the fact that you were patient. You're going to want that to be appreciated. But, you know, when when you when you work against what you know is for the better, you know, for yourself and when you work against that. Don't expect anybody to appreciate that. <laughs> you know? No, not at all. It's, it's like, not honorable. Nah, it's like I put myself on the line for you and, and you don't even appreciate eh, Yeah, yeah. That's correct. Nope. Nobody <laughs> ever does. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. You know. Um with with talking about setting boundaries, um, and I, I know she like this this is about, you know, romantic relationships and friendships, but I mean, you know, in 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 some of this, uh, you know, uh, a lot of what we're saying really speaks to both um, friendships that may be codependent in nature and setting boundaries in it. I mean, romantic relationships tend to be codependent in nature, just like, you know, friendships do. And um, I think when 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 we're close with somebody, when we really care about somebody and we get a sense that they care about us. Um, yes, you do come to depend on each other for certain things, you know, but codependence, you know, in the toxic form, I think, and, and I want to know what you think of this. Um, uh, mm-hmm. it, it shows up when you have two people who feel like they have voids that need filling, you know, so they feel less than complete. And so you depend on that other person to fill those voids, you know? And then say one of you grows. And so now the balance of codependence is off now, you know? And so now somebody feels less needed, you know, uh, because we go, we both got to be dysfunctional for this to work. You you feel me? So uh, the person who's growing you know, is growing. And the other person feels like, yo, well, you're bailing on me or you're changing on me or you don't need me now or, you know, and 
It oh, that will... happens so much. Oh yeah. man, it's ugly. It will... Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I um, I was kind of thinking about that a little bit before you started getting into it. What mm-hmm. I was thinking about at first was um, was depending on your partner speaking to romantic relationships right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically that. All right, so I think that if you decide, if two people, or however many people, decide that they're going to do this thing together, like we're going to be exclusive, we're going to be together, like you're my 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 person, my partner, whatever. Okay. I think that when you, <laughs> I think that when you make the decision to do that, mm. that you like, I think there are some terms and conditions that you accept, and that you you know you just kind of hit agree to that and and go into it. It's contract. But people don't know what those terms and conditions are, just like we do with, you know, software updates. And we just hit agree to all, right. accept all. Just let it go. Download it. Install it. Got to read. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> but I um, I do believe that there are some things that, okay, you know what? I'll just speak to myself because I can't say that this is what works for everybody. If I agree that I'm going to do this with somebody else, I'm going to get into a partnership with someone else that I am obligated to fulfill some needs to some degree. I And so then I expect that as well in return from my partner. Uh-huh. I don't think, however, that either person should be responsible for every single need and for its full capacity. What so am I making sense so far? Okay, so yeah. like I, um, all right, let's say, you know, with the feeding, I I personally like to cook. I enjoy cooking and I enjoy feeding other people, not just romantic partners, like my friends, my family. I like cooking for people. I like taking care of people in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it for you, right? Yeah. She means that. (laughs) So in a a romantic relationship, I like to cook. I like to prepare meals for my partner and make sure they have lunch the next day to get up on the weekend and make breakfast. I like doing that. And I feel somewhat obligated to do that. And I know that that's something that I agree to do if I'm getting into a relationship with someone else. And so I don't mind it being expected of me because I've already decided that I agree to do that. Not 100% of the time, but I do like to do it and I do want to do it. So I don't think that that person should depend on me 100% of the time for everything that they eat. That would annoy me. I would cook some meals but there are some times where i'll be wondering yo why didn't you get yourself something to eat like i told you i was doing this i told you i couldn't cook today i told you the leftovers ran out like why didn't you feed yourself and so then there's that kind of um in a very light sense uh, i guess toxic uh dependency in that in that moment um and so that's what i mean so i do think personally at least that you are obligated to fulfill some needs and to some degree but that both people should already kind of know what those needs are that they're willing to meet and to what degree. And that is going to change as you grow in general and with someone else. And so I think it's cool too, to check in every once in a while and Mm kind of reassess what's needed and what, like what you're offering to make sure that those things are still aligned with one another so that we can continue to move forward. And if something seems unaligned, can we realign it without moving each other's boundaries? Yeah. So that's what I think about that. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. I was listening to you, and it's like, um, I kind of said it, you know, kind of mentioned it, but like the the importance of asking yourself why, like why am I involved with this person? 
Like why why mm-hmm. am I involved with the person? You know, and when when you're when you're really young, it's well because I want us to be together forever. I want to get married. And I want to do this. And I want to do. It. And then you say, well, why? You know, because a lot of people say, man, why did I get married? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. why did I stay with this fool for so long? You know, why? You know, why did I do that? You know, um, what 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 is what is your why? You know, for 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 any of this, you know, what are you really hoping to uh, to give? What are you hoping to get? You know, because don't nobody I don't care who you are. Nobody goes into a relationship or a business agreement or into any kind of partnership without, you know, expecting to get something out of it. You know, even if it's just a friendship, you know, I hang out with this person because of how I feel, you know, when I'm with this person. Okay, great. So you get some, you get some, you know, some smiles and some, some laughs out of it and, you know, some other things too, but it's like, well, why, you know, and is that enough? You know, um, you got to do a balance test, (laughs) you know, it's like, um, if I, if I made two stacks, you know, and, and this first, the stack on my left is the, the negative stuff, you know, and, and the stack on my right is all the positive, like which stack is taller and by how much, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, um, a, a lot of this stuff, man, is, is really just about being, being, um, being aware, you know, of, of, uh, what you're really feeling and, and, and being honest about it and, and not feeling guilty about questioning, about asking yeah. why, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I want to put a big emphasis on that point. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people do tend to feel guilty about wanting certain things and admitting that they want those things. Right. Like, it's your life, man. You have the right to decide what you want for your life. Right. Like, you can do that, and it can be anything you want. There's somebody out there willing to fulfill it. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, first, that person's got to be you. But, you know, having whatever those things are for yourself doesn't, you know, knock you out of the ring. Like it doesn't take you no, out of the game. No, no. And and really nobody really needs anybody. Like when you really and I'm not saying that you don't depend on people, you know, I think Reverend King said by the time you eat your breakfast you've already depended on half the world. But what I mean is like you don't need anybody, you know, if if they're giving you companionship. Like we we were all born by ourselves, you know what I mean? And when we leave here, we're going to leave by ourselves. You know, I mean, when we got here, there were some people there to greet us, you know, the doctor and your mama and whoever else was in the room. But we came here alone, you know. We're leaving here alone, you know. And you don't really need anybody. We actually choose to depend on people for the things we decide to depend on them for. But it's like you said, it's it's your life you know there were seven over seven billion people on the planet <laughs> you know it's your life that means there's seven plus billion different stories different lives you know there are seven plus billion sets of problems and sets of feelings and and everybody has their life to live everybody has the right to to question why am I doing this? Like you, you're even allowed to 
enter into something and say, you know what? This isn't what I need anymore because this relationship or this friendship or whatever is giving me something that used to work. But I'm not at 30 who I was at at 25 yeah. or at, Give at 23. Give yourself that permission. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, and that can be frustrating if, if you're in a relationship and you're not willing to do that and you're giving somebody something that used to work. You, you, you're feeling a need that they don't have anymore. You know, so you got to have those um, early on. You got to have those tough conversations with each other. You got to have them with yourself, but you got to have them have them with each other, because if you don't early on, they become even tougher conversations later. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, Go they ahead. Do. I didn't mean to cut, cut oh, you no, off no. in the middle of your point. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. You're good. <laughs> um, But like everybody has, you know, the right. To decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to question this. Um, yeah, everything is not going to go your way all the time. So I'm not saying bail when mm-hmm. when it becomes uncomfortable, but right. you know because it will become uncomfortable. But if you're connected to your why and what your why really is, and and if you know, and, and I recommend to everybody that your why be deeper than well, I just love him or I just love her. Oh, Please. yeah, it's not enough at all. Oh man. What's it's love got to do all. with it? You know, you got to have a deeper why. <laughs> you really got to yeah. have a why for it. Yeah, and, it's got to be a lot more depth to that. And and you got to be real with your why. You know, to yourself, you got to be real with your why. Um, looking at um the the friendship, you know, like was was the friend that she parted ways with. Yeah, but they're they're friends again. And yeah. she's like, she wants to be prepared for the possibility of being overutilized again, I think is what she said. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me open it back up. Because she's got an unhealthy relationship. So I'm guessing she's the listening post for her friend or? Possibly. Yeah, it says she's back now and I value friendship with her and love her dearly. Uh, but I don't want a repeat of her overutilizing me in hopes to get out of her unhealthy relationship. Okay. Yeah, so she said in the beginning of that part too <laughs> that um she has a friend that she parted ways with because yeah. of her back and forth relationship and it was spilling over into their friendship. Uh I wonder what she means by that spilling over. Um maybe that if something negative happened or something that upset her friend that she would bring all of that upset and hurt to yeah. her. Yeah. And it might have been hard for them to just be friends and she probably did just become um that listening post like you're yeah. saying. Oh wow! Um, kind of whale to dip into to, to rejuvenate herself. Man, she's back now, and I value her friendship with her, and I love her dearly. Okay, um, well, there's the love piece. That's cool. We gonna just we gonna put a a a, a a a X through that right now because okay, you value her friendship, but you don't want to repeat it for over you. Okay, so there's the balance test again. You know, mm-hmm. you know how much value. Are you actually getting out of this friendship? Not to say, again, that we use people or anything like that, you know, so, but the value, how much value are you really getting out of this relationship? Do that balance test. You know, um, you don't want her overutilizing you in hopes of getting her out of her unhealthy relationship. Um, I hope your friend is listening to this one. <laughs> you know, I hope that your friend <laughs> in her unhealthy relationships, uh, I hope that she knows who she is and what she wants. You know, I hope that she has a why. 
You know, it but sounds like she probably doesn't. Unhealthy relationship is pretty unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, highly unlikely. You know, yeah. I I think, but if if she really, uh, you know, really values uh her friendship with her friend, and she loves her dearly, she gonna have to tell her. You know, like she they really gonna have to have that conversation. Look, yeah. um, baby, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like. <laughs> You feel me? You know, they got to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, you got to have a tough conversation because eventually, I like how you put it before, the dam is going to break. Okay. And you you can, you can just go ahead and hit that release valve now, you know, or you can wait for that sucker to break, you know. Um, and if you value her, your relationship, the way it seems like you do, because you're putting up with a lot, you know, being a friend, um, you guys got to have a real heart to heart. Yeah. And if you guys really are friends the way you're saying, like, it should be respected that that's happening. And then if it's not, you know, if you're looked at now as, you know, not a good friend or something, um, then it's probably even more of a good thing that you did that so that the problem can filter itself out. Word. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're dealing with people who are using you in that way. Um and like this seems to be causing you some level of anxiety. That's not okay. It's no. not good for you. It's not healthy at all for you. I um, mean, you really got to come first in all of this. Like in all of it. Everybody who's listening, like you've got to come first in all of this. Yeah. Um. But with dealing with a friend like that, and I've heard of you know plenty of stories like this. Um. And I'm pretty sure I've been in relationships with with people who were using me in that way. Um. Mm-hmm. But I think I've been pretty good about not allowing myself to be overused. You know, to the point of like it hurting me in some way right um but if i were like if i started feeling really negatively affected by that i would have to one day be like look every time and and i wouldn't do it in the moment that i'm upset now like it'd be a good day it'd be a good moment hey let's go out and grab something to eat like yo you know just you know some regular talking just two friends just hanging out which probably wouldn't even be that easy in this situation something's probably going to come up like you're saying Uh um but if you can create some kind of good environment around the conversation before you bring it up so that it's a little bit more easily received. Yeah. Uh, but to just say to them, look, yo, a lot of the time when we talk or whenever we hang out or, you know, whatever, you always bringing this up or you're always making me feel this way or listen to this. And you keep doing this thing that I've already talked to you about and you keep going back and doing it anyway. I hear that story so many times. Mm-hmm. Somebody's in a relationship. And they keep going, they, you know, the relationship's unhealthy and they keep going back and forth with this other person and they keep bringing that junk to their friend. Well, I don't know why he does this and he keeps doing that and we talked about it, but you know, like that, that happens so much and they keep expecting you to, you know, give them advice. Oh, well, you need to leave or you need to do this. And they go, yeah, you're right. It's just so hard because I love him and you know, whatever that's, that's, you know, my experience with, uh, you know, these kind of situations. (laughs) And it's like, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, look, I'm about to keep talking to you about the same thing. Right. If you're going to stay in this relationship, like this is exactly what I would say right here. If you're going to keep dealing with this person, you're going to stay in this relationship. Then, and I've already told you this, and you've already agreed that I'm right about it. Obviously, you don't seem to care a whole lot about what I have to say about it. So respectfully, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I value Boom. your friendship and I love you dearly and I really want to keep you as a friend and I'd like for us to hang out more and talk more. But we've got to agree that this is not a thing that's allowed in our relationship anymore. Like, I I love you. I care about you. I really do hope that that works for you. 
but I can't deal with that anymore. Now, so, you know, just go out and go grab some drinks or something. Word. But we just can't talk about that. <laughs> Tell your friend, hey, girl, don't get mad for clowns. We're clowns for acting like clowns. You keep going <laughs> to the circus. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and listening to it, you know, it sounds like a friend might not even know that she's being a burden. Like, like I'm sure she doesn't. It, it's not even on her radar that this sort of thing is burdensome. Her her expectation of friendship might be just that, you know, um, like she's probably just, you know, unknowingly like, you know, like most of this stuff is always unconscious anyway. You know, she's just full of these kind of uh, expectations that like, OK, if you love me, if you care about me, you'll be the hero in my story. Exactly. You know, I'll be. The princess. I know we've talked about that before. Heroes yep. and princesses. And as long as you uh you continue to be that person for her, to be you know, to fulfill that role for her, you're gonna be stuck in that hero role. And yeah. you're gonna be perpetuating her victim streak. Captain Save. Let her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't save him. You can't save him, baby. You can't, you can't. You know. Yeah, you know. Um but you know, dysfunction is like that though. Um you know, I was I was listening to uh to Dave Chappelle talk about I think it was in um it wasn't the closer it was um man what was the one he did before the closer I can't remember not not the joint where he Sticks responded to George Floyd it might have been Sticks and Stones and he was talking about um how he envied you know all the rappers that he hung out with you know he was talking about like hang with Nas and Wyclef and all these guys and they would talk about growing up in the projects. And uh, he said, I always envied these dudes because when you're in the projects, everybody's poor, everybody's down. But when you're growing up in Silver Spring, nigga, you feel like it's only happening to you, you know, and dysfunction, I think, is like that. You know, when everybody around you is down, then down isn't so bad. It's normal. But. Down only becomes bad when you can see up, you know, and and friends unconsciously pull us down for for their own, um, you know, for their own reasons. You know what I mean? Um, Not even necessarily they're trying to make it bad for us, but your your friend uh, could really benefit from taking, you know, an honest inventory of herself, you know, and and uh, really question, yo, why am I? somehow always finding myself in these unhealthy relationships what is it about me that i've got to look uh to overcome what test am i failing repeatedly that has me retaking it again and again and again because you know god is dope that way like we fail tests you know uh we get to retake them and we get to retake them and and that's um, it's God being good, saying, you know, I'll let you take it over again. We get frustrated and say, man, this crap keeps happening to me, you know. But um, taking, I would, I would say that to her or anybody, you know, that's that's kind of stuck in that, you know, with with these toxic relationships, you know. Um, what is it in you, you know? What is it that um, you got to keep learning and relearning? What'd you say? We kind of talked about this too before we started uh, recording. Yeah. But you know, I I agree with with you completely. I agree with the way that you're saying it. Um, 
I think that we we all have everything that we need to get whatever it is that we want at any Bang. moment. Yeah. So think about what it is that you want out of your life and challenge your friends to do the same. And then take inventory because I'm pretty sure you have whatever it is that you need. And there's going to be something. Look really hard because there's going to be something that you don't recognize to be a useful tool. But if you have it, it's a useful tool. Use it. It might be something that annoys you, something that, you know, uh, that you think is a negative thing. Um, But I challenge you to look at it or to look at everything that you have in your life um, as not inherently bad or good. Like, just take stock. Just take inventory without judgment. And I'm pretty sure you can use just about all of what you've got. Absolutely. Yeah, and that, that's that's for everybody. Um, and so I think you know if you're able to do that, then you're you'll be good at that point. I don't even think I need to give you a step past that because once you do that, everything else will figure itself out for you in the way that it needs to be for you. I can't say what that is. <laughs> um, I can only say what that looks like for me because I know what I what I have and what I want out of my life for the most part. Um, so I think that you know you should do that. And if you have a friend who's using you in the way that Chantel here is saying. Uh, that you challenge them to do that as well because there's someone you care about and you want to see them succeed in life i'm sure so offer them that so that they can you know push forward and grow and evolve yeah spoken like a true friend like you answered that like like a friend i think that's good (laughs) (laughs) yeah you really did that's good stuff yeah yeah i um you know i've had to deal with this kind of stuff before and i you know i like to think that I've done a pretty good job and I'm doing a pretty good job with taking inventory of my own life. Uh Um, I think I have pretty high self-awareness and I think I have enough of an objective mindset that allows me to see what I want without judgment and to use what I have without judgment because that piece of it really gets in the way. Yeah. That's what ego wants to do. It wants to attach some kind of status to everything. This is bad. This is good. This is that. This is this. Um, ego wants to do that. But if you can set that aside and just without any judgment at all, realize I have this thing. And you know what? I'm. I think we're being kind of abstract because we understand each other when we say these these uh-huh. things. What I mean by um, taking inventory, taking stock of what you've got in your life, and using the things that you have in your life that might look like a strained relationship with a family member that tool may look like your car that you have that's always breaking down on you and that costs a whole lot to put gas in it uh that might look like the house that you live in that the people that you live with uh everything everything that you have in your life tangible intangible um abstract physical like all of that, use all of that. You can gain something from all of these things. And I'm sure you're looking over a lot. And I'm sure I still look over a lot. Uh. But, you know, practice it. It's not something that you can just say, you know what, I'm going to start, you know, being good about using what I have in my life and be grateful for what I have and use it to the best of my ability. Like you can't just say that and then it starts working for you. <laughs> um, like, like practice it. Like start when when things come up or when you you have things like start practicing. What good can this do me? Like what can I get 
out of this that's good. Like think of the the most annoying, most strained or whatever relationship you have with another person because I'm sure we all have or have had one uh, relationship with someone where we're like, yo, this person really gets on my nerves. I can't stand being around this person. Every time I see them, every time I talk to them, I feel this way or this happens. Like, take that. Like, everybody think of who that is right now. I'll give you a second. It didn't take me that long, but go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, take that, whatever that is, and ask yourself right now, you don't have to tell anyone, what is it uh, that's good that can come out of this? What can you learn, if you haven't learned anything already, from this situation? What can you take from this and use somewhere else? to continue building the path that you need to take to get yourself to the goals that you've set for yourself for your life. Sounds like a why. Like, do that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's that's just, you know, the practical way to do it. I love it. Yeah. So what, what, uh, Eve, what boundaries have you set up for yourself? You were talking about setting those boundaries earlier and like yeah. being stubborn about them. What do yeah. you got? Um, for me, I, I just got, um, I have my, my my non-negotiables, you know, like I think um, my non-negotiables are um, well in in a romantic relationship. Well, I'm married, you know, um, so those things um, that are non-negotiables for me are things that just don't change, you know, and just haven't, you know. Um, my boundaries, though, um, you know, beyond the non-negotiables, would be um, knowing when I need to just take a minute to do something else, you know, like mm-hmm. I used to in the name of, um, being, being present all the time in the name of, you know, being a quote, good guy, you know, be available all the time, you know? And, um, for me, you know, like I I might go on a fishing trip, you know, like the the guys, and actually we were talking last night, like, yo, when we going to chase some tuna, dog? You know, it's like, <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, I know when, <laughs> yeah, <go ahead. laughs> I know when I got to just be with me or if I got to go be with the boys or if I got to go, you know, um, yeah, that, that's the big one for me. Um, I, I got, um, but in, in terms of like, let's say like the non-negotiables. You know, yeah. uh, this is something that somebody might say, well, this is selfish. Um, I'm not bending on on my art. You know, like I I play music. You know, I gig, you know, I write music. I rehearse the band, you know, at, at my job. And I do and I will not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will not bend on that. You know, yeah. um, I even find ways to make what I do there uh kind of live with family time. I know how to have those things separately, but I do have my ways of uh getting those efforts to pour into my family life and vice versa, you know. Um so you kind of find I don't want to say balance, but you find a way for all your efforts to be in sync because you have a why for it, for for just living. You have a why for continuing every day. So my non-negotiables are the things that um, would cause me to put my why in jeopardy. You know, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like saying it that way, um, that that can fit everybody. 
because uh yeah you know, that was good the next man's why isn't my why <laughs> you know what i mean right right but uh, yeah but it, someone might you know see themselves in that and so oh yeah that's helpful yeah your 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 boundaries you know i think should definitely be firm when it comes to compromising your why you know what i'm saying um and i've done that i'm not gonna say i haven't done that before all right, so you completely believe that a person should begin with their why before they can start taking those steps to be aware of um of what their needs are, what their wants are, and then move from there. Yeah, I have some idea. I mean, I know everybody isn't, I mean, even me, you know, with everything that I'm doing, I'm not saying, uh, what's my why for life and how is this connected to it? No, I just wanted a slurpee, you know, so it's not that way with everything. But. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but but, but you know these really big things. Yeah, with these real serious matters, absolutely. I think it should be connected uh to a sense of purpose. All right. Good. I agree. Well sounds like you're taking my point this week. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, to start with yourself, right? <laughs> All right. So Chantel, I hope we've completely answered, you know, whatever it is that you were seeking and that you have the advice that you need to move forward in all of your future relationships and to work through the ones that you have right now. Um, so to try to wrap up everything that we've talked about, people should start with their why, at least with the really serious matters, not necessarily with why they like slurpees or why they like the shoes that they like, but with those things that really have a, a huge effect on their lives, they should take the time to figure out why they want those things, uh, and then move on from there. Uh, people should take time to regularly and consistently care for themselves and get themselves grounded in whatever way that that is. That may be something physical, that may be something mental. Uh, whatever that activity is that does it for you, just make sure that you're creating blocks of time that allow you to, to do those things on a consistent basis. That may be once a week for some people, that may be once a month for some people, or even less uh, frequently, but just some kind of consistency with that. Yeah. Um, and to make sure that you know just what you want out of your life, like after the why. What it is that you want. Yeah. What brings you pleasure? What brings you joy? What are your needs? I think that was good. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I want to know what the people think, though. Yeah, I do, too. So make sure you guys email us immediately. Like, we really want to know what you what you feel about this yeah. one. Hit us and up. that's We Might Be Wrong with no E on that B. I think I've spelled it enough over the past couple of weeks for you guys <laughs> to know what it is. <laughs> so that's We Might Be with no E wrong at gmail.com let us know what you guys think hit us up alright here we go